Thank you for joining in for an episode of Planted by the Living Water. We are here to delight in the Lord as a tree planted by the living waters. If you'd like the reading plan that we are going through, you can find it on our website. We'll go through the entire Bible in two years. Thank you for joining for this day's portion of Planted by the Living Waters. Luke chapter 4 shows us the familiar story of Jesus' temptation by Satan. It starts off in verse 1, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for forty days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you, and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then he brought him to Jerusalem set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him if you are the son of god throw yourself down from here for it is written he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you and in their hands they shall bear you up lest you dash your foot against a stone and jesus answered and said to him it has been said you shall not tempt the lord your god now when the devil had ended every temptation he departed from him until an opportune time There are two distinct and competing storylines in this passage which indicate that we have a clear choice of two paths to follow. The first is the devil's storyline of self-indulgence, self-aggrandizement, and self-serving identity. Notice that all of these revolve around self and not looking outward. The other, more important storyline is represented by Jesus' responses, drawn mostly from Deuteronomy, to show the importance of reliance on God for life, glory, and identity. He relies on the Father for all of these rather than himself. Jesus had just fasted in the wilderness for 40 days, and Scripture says he was hungry. It indicates he was being tempted by the devil the whole time, for the verb in verse 2, being tempted, indicates ongoing action. The story we see in Luke 4 is the last three temptations that Jesus encounters. In each case, the devil speaks first and Jesus replies. The story ends when the devil finishes the temptation and leaves Jesus until an opportune time, indicating that he is always looking for an opportunity for temptation. In fact, Scripture tells us he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. We see here in Jesus' responses to show that he knows that life is more than food, as he says man should not rely on bread alone, but by every word of God. He shows that we must rely on God, who alone is worthy of true worship. He says, You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only shall you shall serve. And that God is not one to be tested, as He says, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Jesus' responses are rooted in an underlying narrative that He is dependent on God rather than self for life, glory, and identity. He depends upon the Father, even though He is God Himself. The temptations that the devil presents are aimed at questioning Jesus' identity. In both verses 3 and 9, the devil begins by saying, If you are the Son of God, followed by a challenge to Jesus to prove his identity with some miraculous display, 
such as turning stones into bread in verse 3, or calling angels to rescue him and avert the temptation in verse 9. Yet Jesus has already been identified in many places by many people as the Messiah, the one who will bring salvation to his people. Still, the devil seeks to tempt him into displaying his identity in self-serving ways that would undermine his true identity as the son who relies on the good gifts of God the Father. I think it's important to note that in the time Jesus was here on earth, a grown son was understood to be his father's representative in all things. The son's identity and status was found in his family's honor and his family's status. Therefore, Jesus has the Father's identity and the Father's honor, so he doesn't need to gain these things by giving in to the devil's temptations. Perhaps one of the most important things we see in this passage is the use of Scripture by both Jesus and Satan, as they both quote Scripture. In response to temptation, Jesus quotes primarily from Deuteronomy, but he shows us that it's not enough to know Scripture. Because Satan also knows scripture. He quotes from Psalm 91. Scripture must be read and studied rightly in light of God's nature and the life and vision for God's people. Simply knowing verses isn't enough. Such a life being rooted in God's narrative of deliverance and a response of faithful obedience to God is what we see rather than self-reliance, which is the devil's story and what he tries to tempt us into. In closing, which pathway do you choose to follow in life? That path of self that highlights I, 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 me, me, me? Or the path of reliance on God and service to Him? Or even though you may be invisible and not get accolades from the world, the eternal provisions are far more valuable than anything the world could give. Choose your answer carefully as it has eternal consequences. Father God, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to worship you freely, to study your word without fear of persecution. Father, we ask that that continue on. We ask, Lord, that you open our hearts and minds. Let us, let us study your word. Let us see the meanings and see the messages. And help us to be quiet, Lord, and to listen to what you are calling us to. And help us always, Lord, to focus on watching where you are and what you are doing around us so that we may join you rather than trying to coerce you into joining our plans. For we know those never work. Father God, we thank you for the revival that's going on in our church and community. And we ask that you continue that on. Put those in front of us, Lord, that need to know about you and that need salvation through your Son, Jesus Christ. Give us knowledge and words to speak to them, Lord, and help us always to be your representatives, your hands and feet in our community. In Jesus' name, amen.